This is the 20 minute on power. See some creepy song. Don't do that. <laughs> you scared? You scared? No, just don't. No, it's too bad. Should I stop? Whoever said that that's going to be a scary voice? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Screaming. Okay. The 20 minute power hour. We are to that's a pirate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Alright, should I just like record over all this whole thing? We don't edit no. anything. We never edit anything. You know what's really annoying when I listen to other podcasts? Where you can obviously tell that they edit shit out? Uh, not the ones that I listen to never do. Because the ones you listen to are probably pro? No, they're just, they're <laughs> like us. They just don't, they don't They're like, you can edit this out. They're like, nah, nah I'm gonna leave it funny. in. Because <laughs> it's funny. We'll just leave it in because I don't want to go through the hassle of editing anything out. Ugh. Editing. So editing out. Don't editing out. Yeah, don't editing out. I have like a weird lip. Don't edit. Don't edit thing. Don't edit anything. And I don't want to edit Alright. It's spooky season. It's October. October, baby. October, son. And uh, this is a weird topic I want to bring up. It's the Cecil Hotel. Like, I kind of feel like everyone's uh, I done. I want to say we talked about this We did. Already. I think we mentioned it. Because the top, we did top 10 killers and Homeboy was part of this. Yeah, but we, we, we kind of just like glossed over it. But now I want to do like a deep dive into like the history of the Cecil Hotel. Because this, this is like, this is like Ghost Hunter, Paranormals, like basic bitch territory like this is straight up like everyone knows the story so i kind of feel so it's not scary it's anymore. not that that scary it's a, like it's a topic that i kind of want to just talk about because it gets covered in so many i just, I just heard the neck crack you hear that <laughs> yeah, hopefully we caught that i think we did that's really that's still awesome you relax now yeah okay good we're getting into some weird um in case you fucking jump scared me i don't break my neck okay so how often do you go to how often did you go to downtown LA when you were younger? Never, except for that one time I drank out of that puddle maybe. <laughs> Which um, is super gross. I used to go to LA a lot when I was a teenager for punk rock shows. I never did, dude. Uh, there was a, a venue called the Smell in like some random alley. And then like all these underground punk bands would play there. I can't even remember the names. Like if there were moms or some no. shit. <laughs> Um, and then we'd go to the, like Hollywood, just go to the Troubadour, or we'd go to fucking um, House of Blues, all these different venues, I can't think of them all right now. Uh, the Whiskey the Go-Go. Yeah, the Whiskey Go-Go, the Palace. Uh, but there's like this one venue in downtown LA near Skid Row called The Smell. Yeah. And it was right, it was pretty close to the Cecil. So I remember going to the Cecil area and buying drugs from some fucking homo ghost. And then like going back and watching this show because I think one of my friends were playing there. We would only go there if our friends like one of our friends guys were playing there. So But anyway, I didn't know the fuck I, I didn't know the fuck that the Cecil was like supposed to like, be this gnarly haunted like violent place. But well then, it is dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but now uh, do you know the story of uh, Lisa Lamb? The girl that like was found in the water tower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big like. Um, Everybody was drinking true, dead girl water. Yeah, it was a big true crime story. 
you know, it was a perfect like five, hiding spot, dude. Yeah, five, six years ago, right? People were getting sick and shit. Yeah. And they did, they did like Netflix documentaries. Yeah, and this was a, uh, it was an American Horror Story too. The hotel is based off of the one that was Lady Gaga, and I love the guy. Rama, Rama, Maga. Maja, Rama, Rama. Hey! Love, love, love. <laughs> That's enough. Okay. So, yeah, she stars in that, that season. But that season is based off this hotel because actual serial killers did live there during the 80s. Yeah. That was their hideout spot. That was their little spot. Because anything, like, Skid Row in the 80s and the 90s, like, it's still there today. Like, no one gives a shit about it. Like, they've been trying to revitalize downtown LA for at least 40 years. And they just it just doesn't work. Not gonna happen, dude. Like, there's cool spots in downtown LA. Like, I like going to, like, Tokyo Town and, like, uh, the Arts District. There's, like, uh, the Garment District. There's uh, Santee Alley. You can buy all the, like, knockoff Rolexes for two bucks or whatever. And you get, like, all your fucking bootleg punk rock t-shirts. Oh, yeah. And uh, fake fake Converse's. There's just this alley in LA that's just known to be, like, it's, like, it's, like, basically a flea market. You get your game, your game cast there. Yeah, we should go. I know if you've never been. Your play cubes. You can buy a, tur- a two-headed turtle for a dollar. The fuck? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's crazy. And also the Mexican food there is pretty gnarly, but everything's B-rated. Weird. But in L.A., if you have a B rating, they still don't close you down. It's a great... Because L.A. is disgusting. Oh. Downtown L.A. is one of the most disgusting places on earth. It's like just grimy and yeah. sticky. Yeah, remember when the fucking even they can capture that in movies real good. Remember Predator Two? Yeah, it, it just, like looks, just looks grimy and gross sticky and sweaty and, sweaty and, and, and shit. Sweaty, everything's. Laura and I have go like, go to LA every once in a while, and then she all of a sudden she doesn't want to drive to LA, and everything in LA you have to drive to. And there's traffic. So then when yeah, and then when we take the the train up to LA, we're stuck in downtown LA, and we're there for eight hours. And we're done with everything we need to do in four hours. Because there's nothing else to do in downtown LA. And then we're just stuck in this shitty, sticky, hot, disgusting, dirty place. Waiting for our train to take us back to San Diego. Right? And it sucks. But we do it anyway sometimes. So Because look, look, oh, there's a museum in fucking LA. We gotta go. I was born in L.A., and I never really know the area. L.A. is one of the most... I down- was born by the Cecil Hotel. All right, so now that's, a, that's the preamble. I just kind of give that little bit of history of... Let's talk about the Cecil Hotel itself. Don't do that. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh. It's recording. <laughs> Why are All you right. making extra noise? I was the, those fucking twitching. Are you nervous? Yeah. yeah. Like this little, I'm scared to talk scared. about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we should pause this. We're professionals. This. We should pause this. No. Just edit it out. No, we, don't, <laughs> we just don't think that we don't edit anything. All right, so the Cecil Hotel has been notorious in downtown Los Angeles for decades in its so-called Skid Row District. The Cecil, having opened its doors in 1927, has been plagued with unfortunate and mysterious circumstances that have given it a very dark reputation. And no renovation or name change has allowed it to escape from that horrible, sad legacy. At least 
16 different murders, suicides, and unexplained paranormal events have taken place there that have been, those are the only ones that have been reported. Past veterans have claimed there is so much more death and violence that took place at the Cecil Hotel that no matter how much investigation takes place, they'll never even be able to prove what took place there. The lives of pimps, drug dealers, murderers, and junkies have always been cloaked in shadow, and that shadow still covers the Cecil Hotel to this day. Cecil. It's pronounced Cecil. Is it wrong? Yeah. Cecil. Yeah, Cecil. Cecil. Cecil, right. Cecil, right. <laughs> Cecil. Am I bringing you in to the story? Is, uh, is that hotel still up? Yeah, it's still there. What the fuck? I didn't really think that the podcast would do a Cecil Hotel episode... But I had an extremely bizarre dream recently about the Cecil. It felt so real and so Sorry. disturbing. It was as if the only way to shake that uneasiness was to do this episode. I can't recall anything tangible from that dream, though. It's just kind of something that I had happen to me. So you had a dream about the hotel? I had a dream about this hotel recently. Like, that you were there? Yeah. But, I, but I have, I've been there before. You were in the, inside the I hotel? I was in the lobby one point. At oh. one point. Like, in my 20s. For what? To buy drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, like, do people... So it's still up and people just go stay the night there? No. Was it, it, oh, it a museum type deal? No, no, no. It's, it's okay, so... Or a crime scene it's, still. It has 700 rooms. The first four floors was a hotel. Actual, proper hotel. Everything above that was residential, like, month-to-month leasing Where of the a room. Where the killers lived. Yeah, it's a month-to-month leasing of a room. So you can live, like people have lived there for years, paying month or by a weekly basis. And that's where there's a lot of drug dealers, a lot of uh, prostitutes, a lot of pimps, a lot of just gnarly gang gang people. Death, why is it still there? It's because the cops don't do anything about it because it's rather, like they rather keep it centralized there in its own zone so that it doesn't spread so out. So they can control it? So they can, yeah. Oh, so it's they a can, controlled thing. It's like, yeah, I that's what's it. the skid row. So like you can't, like, if you keep everything in Skid Row, the Skid Row District, which is this area of downtown Los Angeles, it won't go to, like, Melrose, or it won't go down to Hollywood, or it won't go to Beverly Hills. It won't go to, like, um, all these more affluent places. It won't go down to Venice Beach, oh, or, like, okay. all these other places that, like, keep it centralized where you can control it, but not really regulate it, yeah, and let I, the people kill themselves. I get it. That's fucked up. But it's been like that since the 20s. I get it. So, um... No, we keep going? Societal. No, stop. Don't go. <laughs> just, just end it here. Right, <laughs> the grand opening of the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel was built in 1924 by hotelier William Banks Ann with quite a bit of fanfare. It was to be downtown Los Angeles crowning jewel, but three years later... The stock market crash of 1927 left such a large and obvious place for now impoverished people to make a home. So once the stock market crashed in like uh, the 1927, uh, everyone was broke. So they just it became a hotel, like this grand like oh stars and Hollywood, and then no one had money. So fuck it, just put all the homeless people in there. It's fine, don't worry about it. That's a cheap place to live. Oh, uh, like the... the great, uh, you were like the Great Depression? Yeah. It was during that. Like, that's when it, everything started... So they built it, and then that happened. Yeah. They built it, not expecting the Great Depression yeah. to happen, and then the Great Depression happened, and fucked everything up. 
Soon enough, the area, around, the area surrounding the Seas Hotel would be dubbed Skid Row and became home to thousands of homeless people. It's... It's... Today is... It's 20, grave. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 2022 <laughs> and it's still just accepted as Skid Row. I was there four months ago and it was still Skid Row. The same way it was when I was there 15 years ago. Do they have AC in there? No. Damn. <laughs> it's sticky. Everything's sticky, dude. Gross. The still majestic and beautiful Cecil Hotel would gain a reputation as a meeting place for junkies, runaways, and criminals. Worse yet, the Cecil Hotel ultimately earned a reputation for being the conduit for being responsible for some of the most mysterious and disturbing deaths of our generation. Right. No the notorious crimes. In September 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains while she was staying at the Cecil with Ben Levine, age 38. Oh, 19-year-old staying with a 38-year-old dude? That tracks, that's fine. It's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> she went to the bathroom so not to disturb her sleeping Levine and to her complete shock gave birth to a baby boy. She had no idea she had been pregnant. The fuck? <laughs> Does that make sense? From drinking the water? No, she, like, <laughs> no, she just got pregnant, drinking water, and just got pregnant. I don't know. Yeah, it's a being demon. Like, how do you baby. give birth to a baby? Maybe she was fat. She was just fat, and like, yeah. just like I'm just fat. So. Oh, it's just gas for the whole nine months. Just gas. And, and then, then you just like fart out a baby. And then just poop a, a butt baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Yeah, wouldn't you feel it kicking? Oh yeah, it's the gas. <laughs> yes, yeah, checks out. I don't know, dude. I always hear stories about how, like, women... Yeah, people that didn't know they were pregnant. pregnant. And then it's like, how do you not know you're pregnant? I don't know. People on drugs and... They're just drugs and they're just numbed out. Yeah, they're all numbed up and the baby survives somehow. Mistakenly thinking her newborn baby was dead, Purcell threw her live baby out the window. What the fuck? <laughs> and onto the roof of the building next door. At her trial, she was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity, and she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment, where she stayed for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good. Uh, in 1962, a 65-year-old George Giannani was walking by the Cecil with his hands in his pockets when he was struck to death by a falling woman. The, the woman, Pauline Alton, 27, jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Her fall killed both her and Giannani yeah. instantly, being, <laughs> leaving a bloody, grotesque mess upon the downtown. Was that girl fat, too? <laughs> crushed homeboy. Police initially thought the two had committed suicide together, but reconsidered when they found Gene Manny was still <laughs> wearing his shoes. What does that matter? If he had <laughs> <laughs> no, he only, people only commit suicide with no shoes. If he had jumped, his shoes would have fallen off mid-flight. Oh, well, what if they were, like, really strapped-on boots, son? Ah, jeez, ah, ooh. The boots. the boots would have fallen off for sure. You jump out of the, you jump. It's probably one of those old timey shoes that are just slip on. <laughs> you jump out of the uh, the building boot first. Yeah, what if you're going straight down? Your shoes will, won't, wouldn't fall off, would they? I don't know. Gravity's, I don't know. gravity's, gravity's a weird thing. Gravity's dude. weird. But anyway, this chick jumped out. 
and landed on homeboy. Landed on homeboy. And that homeboy would suck. Imagine you were just fucking strolling like, around. Well, I gotta he's get like, home to dinner, meatloaf night. He was strutting, dude. <laughs> he was strutting home, feeling sick as fuck, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> bam! <laughs> you think? Do you think he heard the scream, or did she scream? <laughs> no, he's dead. He's not. Home. He's not. He's not deviling anymore. No. Fuck, I'm dead. He's dead. Oh, fuck, I'm dead. My shoes. To pick one of the many heartless and violent deaths at the Cecil, a local woman known around the name as Goldie Osgood was found dead in her ransacked room at the Cecil. She had been brutally raped before suffering a fatal stabbing and beating. Though one suspect was found walking with bloodstained clothes nearby, he was later cleared and the killer was never convicted. Another instance of disturbing violence at the Cecil that still has gone unsolved. So this chick was just like, she, his name is uh, Pigeon Goldie because she would go to the park near the Cecil and feed the pigeons and everyone knew who she was, right? Uh, but she was living at the Cecil. So one day she went back to the, her room. She was uh, attacked by uh, someone raped brutally and then stabbed to death and then tossed out and then just left there to die and then no the killer was never found they found a dude covered in blood but they said like oh no we we find people covered in blood all the time so i'm pretty sure you're innocent so you're free to go and her killer was never found well yeah back in the day it was fucking easy to get away with all types of shit it was easy to just walk around being covered in blood yeah nobody (laughs) Nobody Did they shit. even have tests to do that back then? Like no. blood tests? But also it's Skid Row, so they don't want to like fuck they don't want to like Fuck it, anything fuck, goes. Like, stay here. It's like a Sin City. Uh, have you ever seen or like uh Escape from New York? Never seen it, son. Oh shit, so you gotta watch Escape from New York. It's probably gonna suck now. Uh, it's too late for me. <laughs> it's too late for you. <laughs> it's true. A somewhat grimly noteworthy guest at the hotel was Elizabeth Short, who came to be known as the back Black Dahlia after her 1947 murder in Los Angeles. The Black Dahlia murders. Yeah, she stayed at the Cecil before she was murdered. You mean the Cecile? The Cecile. The Cecile. Sicilian. Ooh. A somewhat. <laughs> the fuck were you going to break? What song were you going to break into? Uh, <laughs> I was going to do Misfits, but I didn't decide. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Uh, she reportedly stayed at the hotel just before her mutilation, which has to this day been remained unsolved. What connection her death may have had to the Cecil is not known, but what is known is that she was found on a street not far away on the morning of January 15th with her mouth carved ear to ear and her body cut in two. The Joker. It was the Joker. Such stories of violence are not simply a thing of the past. Decades after short, one of the most mysterious deaths ever take place to have ever taken place happened at the Cecil Hotel. Silence. 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 All right. Well-known and vicious serial killer Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was a known and notorious resident at the Cecil Hotel, coming back to the hotel covered in his victim's blood. The district was known to be so violent that not a single person gained notice to a man covered in blood, looking sleep-deprived and manic. It is said that the essence of his spirit has lodged itself into the Cecil Hotel, despite the fact that he only lived there for just a few months. Some of his most brutal crimes took place while he was a resident at the Cecil, and the home and the room he lived in was still available for rent, and many previous tenants felt an extremely uneasiness while living there, long before Richard Ramirez eventually died. Fucking Richard Ramirez. The Night Stalker. Fuck that guy. 
This is going to make you upset. Too many Nordic stars from... No, I just say, when I know the names of the guys and what they did, it's... <laughs> it's gravesome. Gra- gravesome. <laughs> Where were we at? 13... Oh, shit, 19 minutes. I thought it was 20 Oh, we got... Yeah, we're pretty close. We may get a little bit more than a 20-minute power here. So, this, the second known serial killer to stay at the Cecil was Jack Untenweger. He was an Austrian journalist who had already done time in his home country for murder. He had gotten out of jail the year before and had started killing again. Austrian authorities quickly suspected him of many more murders, so he fled to L.A., staying at the Cecil, claiming he was working on a magazine story about the city's red-light districts. This is another fucked up about this serial killer. He actually went on police rides. It's like oh, saying like that ride he, alongs ride alongs uh, with the police and they kind of took him to all the places where all the prostitutes and all this shit was happening because he was telling them he's right he's a journalist and he's writing a story oh. and he used that shit as a cover oh I see. <clears throat> that's smart yeah his victims uh were sex workers and runaways and he killed three sex workers during his stay at the cecil hotel we're in Amsterdam during the 80s where the death of a sex worker wasn't truly investigated. Los Angeles had just gone through three notorious serial killers in the Hillside Strangler, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, and the dating game killer, Richard Scalia. They were not going to just sit back and wait and see this time. The L.A. was on high alert for, like, uh, serial killing or like that had a, a kind of like a pattern. Like, if it's like, oh, this person this person was killed in the same way that this person was killed, and this person was killed the same way. There was, like, they would... There was one dude doing it. Yeah, they would, like, see the pattern, and then, like, they would investigate it more. Because they had just gone through, in, the, like, the whole era, like, the 70s, three gnarly serial killers that they didn't know it was that was serial killers. They just thought, like, random deaths. Oh, it was random deaths. Right, because Richard Ramirez came not too long after the Hillside Strangler, which was two dudes killing people in Los Angeles. And then Richard Scalia, who was like a the solo killer that he was on the dating game. Oh, shit. And then he was on a TV show, but he had already killed like at least 20 women by the time he was on oh, the fuck? TV show. Jesus. That's a great story. We should maybe talk about that at some point. But anyway, so like they kind of like knew like, we got to fucking start doing actual police work and detectiving dude. yeah because a lot of times they just didn't give a shit yeah it's police like uh, well police we're too late yeah well well true like i guess this makes sense i guess that guy's the just hire that's that guy's the killer and they just like plant like evidence on you and then you'd be the killer then also yeah they people. just didn't want to work yeah um la detectives quickly saw patterns to the killings and tracked them back to cecil Hotel and more specifically Jack Unterweger. He fled LA and was eventually arrested in Miami, Florida, and then extradited to Austria, where he was convicted of nine other murders. He hung himself with his shoelaces in his cell in 1994. What? Does that even hold you? Shoelace? Probably. It depends on the shoelace. Maybe that's true. That's why they take your shoelaces when you go to jail. So now we're going to talk about the story everyone knows most of the Lisa Lamb. The dead chick in the water. The story, yeah, the story of the Lisa Lamb and Cecil Hotel will always be a tragic story of modern folklore. The speculation and conspiracy theories surrounding this particular event will always be leaving more questions than answers. No satisfying resolution will ever be given, and I can't even try to do that on this podcast. 
This story is the modern day equivalent to the Belt Witch, the Salem Witch Trials, the Roswell Crash, the disappearance of Amelia Earhart, and any other notorious unexplained moment in history. There will never be a satisfying end to the story. How did she get there? Yeah, what? That's how did she get there? There's no beautiful house. That's not her beautiful wife. How did she get there? I hate that song. (laughs) I love that song. Uh, despite all that, her tragic story will forever be tied to Los Angeles and the Cecil Hotel. This is a story everyone knows, right? Yeah, I mean, I know about it, and I know I don't know about it about anything. Damn yeah, you it. know Dick. I know Dick. <laughs> I know about Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I ever was. Same <laughs> thing I ever was. Same as I ever was. Same as I ever was. As the world goes by. Such a ass song. I hate that song. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, water flowing. No, it shouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> and okay, let's just cover. We'll cover this one really fast. Everyone knows the story. This is kind of why I felt like doing a Cecil Hotel episode would be pretty basic. What do you think? I don't know, dude. I guess. What about the information I've given you? Has it been societal? Um, I mean, I've, there's probably a bunch of other fucking stories in that shit. What about the... Yeah, dude, I don't know. I never heard of any of those stories. Okay, so... In 2013, Canadian college student Elisa Lam was found dead inside the water tank on the roof of the hotel three weeks after she had gone missing. Her naked corpse was found after the hotel guests had complained of bad water pressure and a funny taste to the water. People were fucking drinking this water. That's one of the grossest things about the story. Like, she was dead in there, like, decomposing in the water that supplied, like, all the tap to the whole this building. Is, but who the fuck drinks tap water? I don't drink tap water. I mean, like, you, like, no, you shower in it. Oh, yeah. You fucking brush your teeth in tap water. You yeah, might not be I, drinking I, I it. I came out smelling even more good like, out of it. Okay, so, oh, I'm not going to drink uh, the water in the tap. I'll fill up my water jug with, like... No, nope, don't do that either, son. <laughs> no, just don't <laughs> no. But you know what I'll do? I'll turn on the tap and I'll fill my ice cubes and throw that shit into the freezer and will not think twice. Don't use them cubes, son. Don't use them don't cubes. Don't use them cubes. I'll turn on the tap and I'll brush my teeth with that water. Don't think twice. I'll just turn it on, wash my hands, throw up some water in my face. Don't think twice. Oh, my. That, that was a whole ghost. This is a whole ghost thing, right? Or a dimension type deal. It's what, it's what, I, what I think. Possibly, or dude. a Mandela, uh, different timeline, different shifted, where she appeared in her place was where the bedroom was, and it just happened to land in the water thing, or magic, or aliens. <laughs> I don't or know. Or just possessed by or Godzilla. possession. Or <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Though authorities ruled her death an accidental drowning, critics believed otherwise. Before her death, surveillance cameras caught Lamb acting strangely in an elevator at times appear to be yelling at someone out of view as well as apparently attempting to hide from someone while pressing multiple elevator buttons and waving her arms erratically this video is very harrowing and I don't think it's appropriate to question the official word of what the authorities say she might have just been meant a head case or she might be on drugs Uh, yeah hallucinating like I've gone to the season I've got at one point in my life I had scored drugs Right by that. Like, yeah, right dude, maybe, that maybe acid, dude. I fucking took acid. That shit sucks. I saw shit that wasn't there, but I I held, I kept my cool. <laughs> you didn't end up naked <laughs> no. in a water tower? No, dude. 
Um, after the video surfaced publicly, many people began to believe that the rumors of the hotel being haunted might be true. Horror aficionados began drawing parallels between the Back Dahlia murders and Lime's disappearance, pointing out that both women were in their 20s traveling alone from LA to San Diego and they were last seen at the Cecil Hotel and were missing for several days before their bodies were found. At this point in history, the Lisa Lamb story overshadows everything else that took place at the Cecil Hotel. Her story is just one of thousands, mostly untold and lost to time. And as people interested in true crime and the paranormal will always be drawn to the mystery, the tragedies, and the unexplained legacy of the Cecil Hotel. And thus concludes our chapter. Watching the days go by. Same as it ever was. was. <laughs> okay.